Ladies and gentlemen, Boss with Bosses Podcast, Episode 5, Mother's Day Edition. Let's go. It might seem crazy what I'm about to say. Sunshine, she's here, you can take a break. I'm a hot air balloon that could go to space. With the air, like I don't care, baby, by the way. Change and healthy habits. 
it's not a quick fix or a fad or a diet. You still get to have um, all food groups, including grains and fruit, and it gives you the tools and the recipes to make long-term changes that are gonna stick with you and your family um, way past the 30 days. So just kind of wanted to show you a sample day and what it looks like because you actually do get to eat really great, yummy food, and I'll just run you through it real quick. So the very first step is you'll wake up and you'll have your Digestion Plus. This has three billion CFUs of prebiotics, probiotics, and digestive enzymes. And you'll just wanna mix this into about four ounces of water and drink it down like a shot. Um, or you can also put it into your morning smoothie, but that's the very first step. Next, you'll have your morning fizz stick and detox tea. So the fizz sticks are loaded with uh, vitamins B and B12. Um, they're available in citrus or pomegranate. Of course, in Argonne's products, they're all free of dairy, whey, soy, gluten, no artificial sweeteners, colors or flavors, and they're also GMO free, so they're awesome. So this will be your coffee replacement in the morning. Like I said, it's loaded with B vitamins, it's got ginseng, um, it's got 50 milligrams of caffeine from guarana and green tea. And so the detox tea is also awesome. It helps with, um, just to support your organs of detoxification, like your kidneys, your liver, your colon. It's got peppermint, milk thistle, and dandelion, as well as some other herbs in it. So you can also mix these two in a bigger mug and call it a tizzy. So I love that in the morning. Oftentimes I'll mix the two up, but you can also drink them separately. Then you'll start your morning with most likely either a morning smoothie. And this one has two scoops of Arbonne's vegan vanilla protein powder. It also has about a half a scoop of fiber boost that you'll get with your nutrition set. So this will give you 20 grams of protein and a scoop of fiber boost gives you 12 grams of fiber, which helps as a binding agent and also helps to keep you fuller longer. And then in this one, I added ice, frozen organic strawberries, unsweetened almond or coconut milk, some cinnamon, and I actually added a scoop of the Greens Balance, um, which is an awesome greens powder packed with nutrition. So you can drink this by itself or you can add it to your smoothies. So you've got a lot of variety. Some mornings you can have a smoothie. Um, some mornings I'll have, you can see, a really yummy power-packed oatmeal. I'll use gluten-free oats. I'll put a scoop of uh, vanilla protein and some cinnamon, some organic frozen blueberries and some almonds, so you can kind of change it up. So if you're looking to lose weight, we recommend that you do two smoothies a day. You can do those morning and um, for breakfast and lunch or breakfast and dinner. You can really kind of fit it to your lifestyle, which is great because we all have different lives and different schedules. Um, or you can do one smoothie a day and two clean meals. And so a breakfast could look like maybe um, some eggs with vegetables, the oatmeal that I showed you here, a smoothie, and then for lunch you could have a smoothie or a clean meal. And then this is an example of a meal that I might have on the 30-day program for lunch or dinner. So I've got a um, turkey burger that I made, and this was included in the 30-day recipes, over a bed of greens with some sweet chopped sweet potato fries, a yummy salad, and a couple slices of avocado. So you eat really well, you guys, and you get lots of awesome recipes and recommendations. And then you can also have snacks through the day as well. So Arbonne has really good protein bars that are super low in sugar um, and that don't have anything artificial and that are also gluten-free and vegan, which is really hard to find in a protein bar, so these are great. You can also... And that was a message from Ashley Pittman. Um, you can check her out on YouTube.
Um, and, you know, Arbonne is a great European-based um, company. Um, I'm a health consultant and CEO through Arbonne. So if you have any questions or, you know, want to reach out and want to learn more about what Arbonne is about, give me a call, email, text. You know how to get with me. All right, y'all. Welcome back. Episode 5. Bustle Bustle's Podcast. I'm your host, Willie motherfucking Damon. It's the Mother's Day edition at Bustle Bustle's, man. But, you know, we all cover our regular, I mean, you know, I'm going to cover the regular content. You know, keep y'all informed on, you know, what's going on in the political world and you know, you know what's going on on some real hood shit. You know, not just hoods in my area, hoods across the country, man. And, you know, any any other piece of relevant information, you know, I got to provide for y'all that, you know, this, you know, this will be able to be researched or pulled up at any time. But uh, I'm going to, you know, get into this week's episode uh, with a story out of Chicago. Um there was a young lady named Kanika Jenkins. Um, it was a story from a couple years ago. Um, you know, it was a little, you know, adult little teen party or whatever. The young lady's 19. But, you know, they had a little party or whatever at a hotel, Crown Plaza to be exact. And, uh, you know, Kanika was a little a little busted, man. She was, you know, she was highly intoxicated. So what ended up happening, you know, was it was middle of the night, three o'clock type shit, three a.m. type shit. So she's on camera, wandering the halls, like literally drunk. You know, kind of found her way to the kitchen where the deep freezer is located. And locked herself in the deep freezer and, you know, eventually passed away. Um, I'm just going to share a little clip of, uh, you know, the storyline and um, sister's reaction. And, you know, y'all share some feedback on what y'all think about that. But, you know, this is something serious that that goes on, you know, in our country that, you know, a lot of people think about but they don't pay attention to. Like, you know, it's real stories of irresponsible drinking and, you know, highly intoxicated men and women who, you know, really make life-changing or, you know, life-ending decisions. So, you know, I don't encourage nobody underage to be drinking or be smoking, you know, ever. Like, I'm a teacher. I've been a teacher, been a camp counselor. You know, I, I do coaching and do my own stuff. Like, that's not the way to go. You got time to grow up and to be an adult. You can't rewind and be a kid again. So, you know, if you're old enough to drink and, you know, you smoking or whatever, whatever, know your limits. Everybody's limit is not the same. Everybody's tolerance is not the same. And, you know, to females especially, man, if you out kicking it, 
you know, make sure you're kicking it with some friends you could trust. And make sure you're kicking it with some friends that's responsible. Because the same friends, you know, who hyping you up to take these shots or, you know, to smoke this weed after you choking, clearly, type shit. A lot of times, you know, or sometimes, you know, them people be fucked up for real in the head as far as doing some shady, shiesty shit. And, you know, you'll be geeked up. And, you know, next thing you know, you're in a situation that, you know, physically and, you know, type shit like that you don't have much control over. But you know, I'm going to play this clip for y'all, man, and get this week's shows on the road. What happened inside the Crown Plaza Chicago O'Hare? That's the question many are asking of hotel management after the body of Kanika Jenkins was found in a freezer early Sunday morning. If you've seen her going to a freezer or being carried to a freezer, then you need to prove that... The 19-year-old's family talked to reporters a few hours after the heartbreaking discovery. That's my baby sister. I cannot live life knowing I'll never see her Jenkins' family says she was at the hotel with some friends at a party, but around 4.30 Saturday morning, the friends called to say they couldn't find Jenkins, but had her cell phone and truck keys. It had to be something within that room that happened, because they walked in the hotel at 1.13, and they seen that two something, that's when they realized she was lost. That's not adding up. Family members went to the hotel, but say staff told them a missing persons report needed to be filed in order to look at surveillance video. The family says police also weren't helpful, but eventually looked at the video and told them. We saw her on the video at 3.20 a.m. in the morning, staggering. His exact words. She was so drunk that she couldn't hardly, she couldn't hold herself up. She was holding on to the wall. She stomped into the refrigerator, then she closed the door behind her. Martin believes if someone had looked at the video sooner, her daughter could have been saved. To me, I feel like they helped kill my child. The All right, this next segment is discussing the jobless rate in America, like right now. You know, there, there hasn't been, you know, such a bad time, you know, economic-wise or, you know, job-wise. Job since the Great Depression. You know, the Great Depression was, you know, one of the worst times in American history. But I'm gonna play this clip, man, and you know, let y'all tap in and see what's going on around here. They come by the thousands in every corner of the country. Americans out of work and now in need. Somebody trying to help us and get, get us through this crisis. In just the last month, 20.5 million Americans losing their jobs, unemployment surging to a rate not seen since the Great Depression. Behind those staggering numbers, millions of Americans on the brink of financial ruin. Frustration mounting for those who still can't get unemployment benefits. I ran out of patience with that. I'm still one of millions. I do understand that, but it's ridiculous. Ed and Melissa Hamlet in Louisiana have been trying to get benefits for over a month. Probably 95% of the time you're calling, you're not getting to speak with anyone at all. Ed is also fighting lung cancer and now worries he won't be able to find a new job. Work to 20, 30 years to build up to where you can give your family the lifestyle that you're accustomed to now. And it's all just taken away. In Florida, only 40% of people filing for unemployment benefits have seen them. Our Victor Okendo is in Miami. The line for food here in Miami snakes around this entire parking lot. 1,500 meals being given away to those who need it most. 
many here tell me they still haven't received their stimulus checks. Across the country, 20 million people haven't gotten those checks. The hardest hit industry, leisure and hospitality. Nevada, once one of the fastest growing economies, Las Vegas now dubbed ground zero for job loss. Its iconic strip shuttered. Casinos turned into food banks feeding thousands. With it all being cleared out, there's nothing left. So hopefully we'll be able to get some non-perishables here that we so desperately need. And people tell me they have either run out of money or will soon. Everyone I spoke to today says they want to work. Many of them are looking for jobs, any job that will allow them to provide for their families. David. All right, Eva Pilgrim reporting in. Eva, thank you. Hi, everyone. George Stephanopoulos here. Thanks for checking out the ABC. All right. So, you know, my takeaway from that, man, you know, nobody's really working. Business in certain states are, you know, slowly opening, but, you know, this is such a unique time, you know, for everybody, and there's so many angles and so many ways, you know, to view this current American living situation, but, you know, my best you know, recommendation for anybody tuned in this week. Look at the positives of what's coming out of this in your household, and your situation. Look at the personal growth that, you know, you've achieved from getting through this and being able to continue and, you know, either grind or, you know, find ways to get income, learn new skills, get closer with a loved one, whatever the case may be, man. There's, you know, there's a lot of ways and a lot of hidden blessings that, you know, can can, can come out of this and, you know, that already has come out of this. But, uh, yeah, I just really think that, you know, each state is ran different. Each state brings in you know, different loads of money and, you know, they have different type of tourist attractions that generate income annually, not just, you know, a job situation or, you know, a job, not an economy run statewide or whatever. So, you know, I think that, uh, you know, once we get out of this bind and, Cause it's not a hole. I don't, you know, I really don't think it's a hole, but it's a bind in everyone's life that's, you know, really being like tightly grasped. Like so, you know, I I think us as you know Americans, Americans, and you know as a whole, can get through this. But my whole thing of getting through this is proper planning you know, properly informing the American people, you know, as one. Not this particular group here or this particular city or state. Like, you know, from the east coast of the state through the midwest of the state, hit the south, go to the middle eastern portion of the country, 
all the way to the west and even to the ones way out yonder, Alaska and Hawaii and, you know, all that type shit. So I pray daily that, you know, everyone is maintaining some way, somehow, and surviving, you know, however they can. Um, but we're going to get through this, man. You know, Cleveland goes through so much shit every day. But I just feel like, you know, being at the latter half of my 20s and experiencing so much and having such a understanding of my family, you know, from both sides, my mom's side and dad's side. And, you know, I know we can get out of this and come back strong, stronger than ever. And, you know, make America great again. If if you think America was great before, kudos to you and the people that made you believe it was great. I'm a first-generational superstar, you know, and I say that humbly, you know. I'm, I'm, I've never been one to toot my own horn, but at the same time, I'm never not bashful or never shy about letting someone know of my achievements or letting someone know of my accomplishments because the shit wasn't easy. And I, I had a lot of sleepless nights, and I put into countless hours of body preparation, you know, film study, being coachable, being a captain, being a leader, while still being a Division One student, you know, and being African-American at that. You know, athletes go through shit, too. It may not be the same problem as a person who's not an athlete, but, you know, there's wars, you know, outside the lines that, you know, an athlete deals with, too. So, you know, don't just look at the cars and the jewelry and the TV exposure, know what the fuck going on and you know a person's real life you know I'm gonna go ahead and finish this job this segment up man got a quick message from Berea Smokehouse on the way I'll be right back boss of bosses podcast I'm your host Willie motherfucking Beeman and now a message from our sponsors. Nothing about it, but we hope to surprise, though. He always said that, um, hey, you can cook, so I'm, you know, you might as well just uh, cook. I'm like, cook? I said, okay. So we're known for our ribs, uh, our homemade sauces, uh, everything made here, made from scratch. <laughs> Pull up here in the parking lot, you're going to find that big old smoker out there. A lot of smoke blowing in the air, you know. And uh, uh, But I have my cook. He's the one who does all the smoking. You know, I season up the meat, 
and he just takes him out there and do his magic with that. Actually, we got a four bone. You know, a four bone is a sampler. A lot of people out there, they do the four bones, then they go to a half a slab, or then they go four slabs. So we have like three dinners. We have fish, turkey ribs, uh, chicken fillies, burgers, Polish boys, gyros. We have a, we have a variety of everything. The catfish is probably one of our top sellers, as well as the pulled pork and the Polish boys and the burgers, the smokehouse burgers as well. So the ribs, they we, we barely keep them on in stock. Like they they go immediately fast. We wanted to put something together for our kids and um, pass the legacy along. I've been um, in Berea for I'm gonna say about 20 years. And I own the barbershop next door, and um, and he been. James been doing a lot of cooking in the neighborhood, and I was like, man, well, let's do it together. My sister cooks as well, so I'll put them two together so they can, you know, make the smokehouse dream come true. I love to cook. I'm putting love in my food. When I do my mac and cheese, when I do my collard greens, when I do anything I cook, I just put love into it because I want the people to come back and, and enjoy the food. And that is Berea Smokehouse out in Berea, right out by the airport. Take 480 West, take your ass to Berea Smokehouse. And I know y'all been quarantining. People who don't have a haircut, get your shit cut. Barbershop right next door if you need it. But yeah, y'all go check out that Berea Smokehouse jug, man. My people's out there, man. Family-owned, based. You know, shit. Go support the black-owned businesses, man. I'll be right back. All right, welcome back to Boss of Bosses Podcast. I'm your host, Willie Beeman. I'm going to get into the, you know, share a little light into the story about um, Amai Arbor. Um, you know, African American male, you know, got killed, you know, flat the fuck out, you know, by his son and his father, um, who's Caucasian men, um, you know, riding in a pickup truck as this man is jogging in his neighborhood, man. And uh, you know, they got video of, you know, the son toting a shotgun. And this man, Arbery, is, you know, literally grabbing the gun, fighting for his life. You know, the man is in a car recording a situation. And, uh, you know, you clearly see on the camera, like, the shotgun goes off. You know, it hits this man as, you know, he's trying to get away or whatever. And, uh... You know, he hit the ground. Like, they just showed him going down, you know, pretty much dying. Uh, just a moment of silence for, you know, this young brother, you know, who lost his life. You know, he lost his life for, lost his life for nothing, man. So, you know, take a little moment of silence, you know, for Arbery and his family. All right, but yeah, man, it, it you got all this, you know, pandemic news, you know, 
pretty much brainwashing and ball hogging the networks and, you know, your TV and the topic of discussion. But, you know, what needs to be addressed and what needs to be on the front table of discussion in a lot of places is, you know, hate crimes and, you know, right from wrong and, you know, all of that type of shit, man. Just just basic American morals, man. Like, like this man is jogging in this neighborhood and was a frequent jogger. It ain't like this was a magical day or nothing like that. Like, this, this man's mom said he regularly jogs. Like, you know, I, mean, I just think this shit is just, this shit is heart draining. Like, this shit it can take a nigga heart and just drain everything in it, man. This is just terrible. But uh, I'm going to let y'all listen to a a story from uh, from Live.com or LA Live. One of them, but it's a story on my YouTube channel, man. So pretty much, man, there are five states in the U.S. that don't go by no type of hate crime or, you know, they don't they don't have that in their law book. Like, it's only a couple states. So pretty much you can kill anybody and they will never be able to link it towards hate. Some states, they have a hate crime or like a hate law where you have to prove documentation and other states have a hate crime or hate law where you don't have to provide documentation and you know there's only four or five states that don't have any at all but I'm gonna play this clip for y'all man let y'all tap in man say her notebook detailed her plans copying one of her idols Dylan Roof she was arrested after police say classmate staff members Roof as you know killed nine members of the African American church in Charleston South Carolina four years ago he was charged with a federal hate crime Deborah Tuff explains why neither he nor the Georgia teen faces hate crime charges on a state level there are a handful of states that don't actually have a hate crime law, and Georgia is one of them. Here are the other three. Wyoming, Arkansas, South Carolina don't have an existing law targeting hate crimes, nor do they require information to be collected on hate crimes. Right now, South Carolina lawmakers working on proposed legislation. Georgia did have a hate crime law about 20 years ago. It was struck down in 2004 because the state Supreme Court ruled the law was, quote, unconstitutionally vague and too broad. A new proposed bill passed the state house earlier this year and is expected to be taken up in 2020. It has support on both sides. Leaders at the Gainesville AME Church, where the plot was foiled this week, say a state law is imperative. And so we're calling upon the governor, and I met with the governor on the last legislative session. And he said to me, Bishop, this is a new Georgia, and we're not going to tolerate hate crimes. Last year, the FBI reported more than 8,600 people were victims of hate crimes across the country. From Gainesville, Deborah Tuff, 11 Alive News. It is possible the Gainesville team could face federal hate crime charges like her idol, Dylan Roof, but 
The Department of Justice would have to step in and determine whether this particular case meets the federal standards to bring in a grand jury. Yeah, man, and, you know, also about a Arbery situation, man. You know, the, the initial legislator staff that took on the case, you know, no evidence, no nothing reviewed. This man put in a statement that the two... Caucasian men who killed this black man was it was perfectly legal. Um, I just think that was, you know, slapping the face to any minority in this country that has, you know, had to take the back burner to, you know, white supremacists or, you know, white people that feel like they privileged or untouchable, whatever they be feeling. They don't, you know, whatever, but... Yeah, man, y'all, y'all, y'all really pay attention to, you know, what's going on in other states, at at a deeper level, you know, not just what's on your TV. Actually, take some time, you know, to to look some shit up and get the facts and know what the fuck really going on. I'll be back with another segment, Boss of Bosses podcast, Willie Bayman, episode five. Let's go. All right, y'all, what's going on? Welcome back. Um, I got another story for y'all, man. Hot off the press. There's a man hit and killed by a plane on the Austin, Texas runway. So, pretty much, it was a security breach. Meaning, this dude that got killed was supposed to be on the airplane runway. pilot came in landing they hit this nigga with the plane there's visible damage to the plane from hitting this dude but man I'm gonna let y'all tap in and you know let y'all hear it for yourself Continued their investigation Friday after a man was hit and killed by a plane on the Austin Bergstrom International Airport runway. CBS obtained this picture showing clear and visible damage to the left engine cowling of the plane. This is now being investigated as a security breach since airport officials confirmed the victim was not an employee. According to Southwest Airlines, their pilot maneuvered the plane to avoid the man and there was no onboard injuries. Radio communications between the pilot and tower suggest neither knew for sure if the plane hit the victim. Airport officials confirmed this is the first time they've ever had a security breach on the runway. I haven't heard anything yet. Uh, they're checking the runway right now, and then we just closed down the runway, but I'm not uh, positive if anything was found on Yeah, man, so, you know, be aware. Terrorists are licking their chops right now. I was old enough to really remember 9-11 like I was in the fourth grade walking out the door on my way to school next thing you know we just me and my mom and my little brother are literally watching planes crash into buildings so you know 
be aware of the security breaches that, you know, are on the horizon or that has happened or, you know, whatever the case may be. Pay attention to your surroundings and know what the fuck going on. This man was not an employee. Don't know who he is. Just, they just know he was on the runway, got his ass hit by a plane. So you had no business being over there. Y'all stay tuned, man. I got some Cleveland Brown. Cleveland Brown information for y'all, man. But yeah, man, don't 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 be in don't be nowhere. You know you ain't got no goddamn business being. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this week's segment on the Cleveland Browns. Hey, 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 Itiayo. Uh oh. Itiayo. Hit stick, bitch. Oh, oh. Who let that dog sound? <laughs> yeah, let's go. Alright, not for the not for the games, man. Listen. We about to be real solid this year coming up. You know, I'm just I'm filled with confidence. I don't know how to not be filled with confidence. Um, Stefanski is a way better coach than Freddie Kitchens. You know, just experience at the NFL level. Took his team to the playoffs last year. You know, he, he you know, he's the brains behind, you know, getting Thielen big numbers, getting Stefan Diggs big numbers. Kirk Cousins, you know, he ain't the most talented QB, but he's a respectable veteran in the NFL. And, you know, he, he did his thing with that offense. So when you got Baker, a focused Baker, a coached Baker, not just no do whatever the fuck you want and do whatever the fuck you want, Baker, that, that, that won't work. He had too much freedom last year and didn't take the game serious enough last year as far as preparation, being a quarterback, being the leader of a NFL franchise. He has to do better, and I think he will. Odell, number one, you know, receiver threat, still big plays, waiting to happen. So got to make it happen. Fuck waiting. Jarvis, solid complimentary, complimentary number two option. You know, he going to do his job. He going to lead. So, you know, they LSU boys, so that's going to be cool. We picked up the tight end Hooper from Atlanta. The boy get numbers. I haven't watched too much on him, but I pay attention to, you know, who the fuck we got on our team. Um, you know, man, I just feel like it's going to be a it's going to be a big season ahead of us, man. You know, as long as everybody staying in their playbooks, you know, the team got good camaraderie and good brotherhood. And, you know, they're focused on winning, not focused on being cute, 
I focused on trick plays. You know, you need to be focused on winning football games. Um, the schedule has been released. Um, you know, I don't know it off the top of my head. And I don't want to get too deep in it this week because we got plenty of time leading up to it. But I will bring up we do play Baltimore week one. Now, we handled Baltimore our first out in last year with a full, you know, defense and all that. Second time we played them, Miles was suspended, you know, with the helmet incident. So, you know, we ain't even going to really pay too much of pay too much attention to that game. You know, we wasn't at full strength at all. But week one against Baltimore, this is a statement game for us to, you know, start off one and oh. Especially in your division, especially against a, you know, division rival. I think we will be prepared. I think we will win the game. Another game that's standing out for me this year. We got Dallas on Thanksgiving. Oh, man. I believe the game is in Jerry World. Once some clarity gets available to, you know, the casual fan and all that type shit, I want to try to get some tickets to go to the Dallas Cowboys versus the Cleveland Browns. That will be... TV that must be seen. <laughs> a lot of stars, you know, you in the home that built so many stars, you know. I love the Cowboys. I was a Cowboys fan as a kid, you know, Michael Irvin, Emmitt Smith, Deion Sanders, Troy Aikman, you know, Charles Staley, you know, the whole slew of guys, man. Um, but, yeah, man, I just think it's going to be a good matchup, man. It's something to look out for. Um, yeah, so I, I'm just ready for some fucking football, man. Um, the NBA the NBA is looking at two locations to, you know, hold games to play. And that everything is, you know, still shut down. And, you know, a couple of arenas nationwide use their – facilities as sheltering areas, you know, or, you know, food banks for the people of the city or, you know, the people of the community. So um, I've heard Las Vegas, I've heard somewhere in Orlando possibly. So, you know, keep your ears glued to, you know, whatever the hell your sports research or your sports stuff is. But as I, you know, gather the information, i Relay it as soon as you know, as soon as I get it. But uh, yeah, two locations. Um, Commissioner Adam Silver, Silver was quoted saying he doesn't mind the NBA season continuing into October. He's the commissioner. The players play. You know, as long as everybody come up, you know, to some fair terms and. You know, you get this season out the way. Priority number one, you know, for the NBA, in my opinion, is to get this season completed. You know, I don't, I don't know how you do it. I'm not a commissioner, but, you know, let's try to get the top eight in each conference, 
you know, solidified in or, you know, whatever you got to do to get your final A for these playoffs in each conference. But, you know, we need to get this season completed, man. You know, I haven't, you know, stayed on top of the whole Jordan docu-series thing, man. It's, it's too much Chicago and, and, and too much brainwashing, whatever. I'm from Cleveland, as you all you know, hopefully know. But I'm going to let you know again, I'm from Cleveland. You know, home of the 2016 World NBA Champions. You know, Cleveland Cavaliers, you know, LeBron's my GOAT. You know, whatever, whatever, my personal favorite, all that type shit. I would never dis- distinguish any flame or any fire that Jordan hit this league with. I'm not that, I'm not foolish as a man, as a basketball fan, you know, I know NBA, you know, I've studied the game from, you know, when they touched down in the mid-70s, late-70s or whatever, throughout the Magic Bird era, you know, to Isaiah Thomas and the Pistons right on their heels, you know, to Mike having to go through the Pistons in the late 80s and, you know, 1990. And, you know, Mike pretty much dominated the 90s. You know, Kobe comes in, idolizes his game, you know, really emulates everything he does. So Kobe mastered that. And, you know, honest to God, true, Kobe is my Mike. You know, rest in peace to the black mama, Kobe Bain Bryant, but... You know, when I was a kid, as somebody who all my friends in the backyard shoot shots, Kobe, oh, look at Kobe, you know, that's just us growing up. A lot of older heads, a lot of old heads grew up watching Mike, but ain't nobody go in the backyard and go do no Mike moves. Ain't nobody go to the park to go do no Mike moves. But the niggas my age, you know, real 90s niggas, any 90 through 94 type shit, we outside with it. You know, we in school at recess, miles, you know, fourth grade, fifth grade, playing football, tackle on concrete. No cap on my soul, we playing football on concrete, tackle nigga. Then, you know, they bring out a raggedy hoop. We playing who can score a bucket and steal the ball. 30 little niggas in the hood playing 33. You know, that shit was, you know, it was a different upbringing. Um, It really did shape me into, you know, being a Hall of Fame athlete that I am because I knew. You know, I'm, I'm freshly moved onto Miles, man. So, like, I have to establish myself as a kid over here. You know? Shit. I'm on this. I'm in this bitch, nigga. I go here. I go to school with y'all. What's up? Oh, y'all play football? I play football, too, nigga. You said y'all play tackle on concrete. Oh, okay. Well, I'm, I'm going to tackle you just like how you tackle me, so... You know, I earned my stripes as a youngin over there. So, you know, shout out to everybody on the Ave, man. Fuck to the nine type shit, though. But, but yeah, man. Brown's about to do big shit. NBA, showing for a comeback. Baseball, I don't know what the fuck they doing. 
But, uh, you know, hopefully we get some sports coming soon, man. So, uh, that's going to wrap up my sports segment in totality. Go Browns. Go Cavs. Go Tribe. Cleveland till I die. Boss of Bosses Podcast, nigga. I'm your host, Willie Beeman. Hall of Fame Bean. Put some respect on all ten of my names. I got one more segment before I get on up out of here, y'all. Hear how my Mother's Day weekend got. Hear how my Mother's Day weekend went. And yes, my mother had an amazing Mother's Day. But I'm going to share a a real-life personal story with y'all about Mother's Day shopping with your brother. All right, I got some throwback Gucci for y'all, man. Only real niggas can relate. Real dope boys, real trap niggas, man. Throwback walk right here, boy. Charles on a regular basis, you know, 
If y'all know me personally, man, Charles is my brother that passed or whatever, but, you know, he's no longer living, so I know I can beat on my little brother. My next biggest challenge would be my oldest brother, but the brother next to me at age wanted to co-gift with me, which was so fucking stupid. I, you know, I told my mom straight up, like, hey, mom, I know you're in need for a microwave. Let me go get you a microwave. Oh, well, you should ride with your brother. No, I don't think I should. <laughs> like, we don't. Like, all my brother's close and shit like that, but we in different lanes, man. So it's like, I don't want to go to the store with this nigga. I already know what it's going to turn into. This ain't a good idea. But me listening to my mother, I went along with it. We go out to BJ's and whatever, whatever. I'm like, bruh, there's not no selection of microwaves in this in this warehouse. Man, you better get one to come on. Nigga, what? First off, my nigga, I'm not your kid, I'm not your little friend. So you gotta talk to me with some respect. Next thing you know, we have a sibling war over the Mother's Day gift, you know, whatever. But to the siblings out there who are listening, My siblings who listen, you know what, I I ain't fuck y'all radio people, podcast people, y'all gonna feel my pain today. To my siblings out there listening, don't try to ride my coattail on Mother's Day gifting ever again. I lost this year to my oldest brother who had a surprise flower visit drop off and I thought that was pretty cool it was you know real original real smooth you know real legit and he took he's taking home he took home the Mother's Day son award you know whatever but I'm, I'm damn near 30 and I don't understand why I had to share a gift to give to my mother it's okay I love my mother at the end of the day. She said she enjoyed Mother's Day. I love my brothers at the end of the day. But I'm never doing that shit on no last minute shit like that again. If it ain't planned or if it ain't no real involvement, cohesiveness between the brothers or whatever, don't ever do that shit again. But hopefully all the mothers across the globe Enjoy Mother's Day. Um, you know, I think Mother's Day really is every day because you, you never stop being a mother, you know. Um, you know, if y'all, whenever y'all, you know, take the time to catch this segment, don't just wait until Mother's Day to shower your mother with love, gifts, and, you know, let her know that she's appreciated. But, you know, get your mother, grab your mother, give her a hug, let her know you love her. You know, because I got a, you know, a few of my friends and 
you know, colleagues and, you know, people I work with who who don't have their mothers living. So, you know, you never understand someone's pain until you kind of experience it. But at the same time, too, being that they my friends and my peers, I feel they pay. So it's like, when y'all struggling and when y'all upset, nigga, I'm struggling I'm upset, too. So, you know, to the mothers, to the mothers above, you know, continue to watch down, you know, not just your son, but the the company and your friends, and your com- the friends that your son kick it with, or your daughter kick it with, you know, just keep an eye and be a parental advisor in the sky. Um, happy Mother's Day 2020, ladies. Y'all enjoy y'all week. It's springtime. It's cold as fuck. It's snowing. Y'all enjoy y'all weeks, man. I'll be back next week, episode six. Boss of Bosses Podcast. Willie Brown, Willie Beeman, L. Beeman, HB. All them names and shit. Y'all have a good one, man. God bless.